You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. Today, I want to talk about interest rates. I have been getting a ton of questions about this. So I, depending on where you're listening from, I live in Canada and there was just an article recently that was floating around that talked about how mortgage interest rates were going to go up by 45% and everybody started freaking out and sending me messages. And I wanted to just have this discussion because I think, again, just like last week's podcast, if you haven't listened to that about ways to thrive during a recession, I really do recommend going back and listening to that one because I think sometimes what happens is, again, we play into this fear and the fear is actually what is driving a lot of the decisions that we're making. And I honestly feel like we have more control than you, than you might think. So we have ways that we can look at how do we handle this if mortgage rates do increase by what they're estimating it to be. First of all, Again, I'm going to preface this by saying I am not like a mortgage broker or anything like that. This, again, is just me geeking out on this topic because I find it fascinating how, you know, one article and a few, you know, news media clips about rising interest rates can get everybody in a panic. I get it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not concerning because it is. And I think, again, just like I'll, you know, I said last week and I'll, I'll reemphasize this is I think having a plan is your greatest ally in all of this. So I wanted to address specifically interest rates rising when it pertains to you know, your mortgages, any debts that you might have, but particularly with mortgages. Now, if you've bought a home in the last couple of years, you might have gotten a really sweet interest rate, right? And again, there's pros and cons to this because if you locked in an interest rate at like 2% or even under, and then at renewal time, your interest rate is like 5, 6, 7%, that's going to be quite a shock, right? And very different number crunching that, you know, might need to happen at that time. So, what the heck do you do? Well, first of all, I think you know, having that plan, as I mentioned. But I think it's really important that we recognize a few things, especially when it pertains to your mortgage, that I don't think a lot of people realize. I know I certainly didn't realize this when my husband and I were in the market for our first home and we're getting our first mortgage and things like that. Because despite me being in financial services, I was dealing more on the insurance side of things. I was not necessarily involved in banking practices and how to maximize, you know, all of those different things. But once I started really understanding, first of all, how the banks make money really became clear to me that there are so many different pieces to this puzzle to figure out. And then I just went to town and geeked out on it. So 
Here's what I will say in some of my research about mortgages that I think is really, really important to note. And, you know, it's really estimated that about 30% of all people just take their renewal letter from their banks and they just resign. So they just sign on the line. So typically what happens when you have a mortgage renewal is about 120 days before your mortgage is up, you'll get a letter from your bank or from your lender saying, okay, your mortgage is up for renewal. Here are the terms. Here's the interest rate. And, you know, sign here by this date and everything stays the same. Okay. So I would say most of us that have mortgages have seen that letter. Majority of us, well, 30% just re-sign that letter and that's it. Without any questions asked, they just send the form back by the date and think, wow, I just, you know, adulted here, right? I just did my big girl a job for the for the week and I sent back that mortgage renewal. Whew, everything's good. My interest rate either went up or down. Typically it does go up. In the last couple of years, it probably did go down a little bit. And so here are some tips for you because I do really want you to understand this, that it is super, super important at a time, especially at a time of renewal for your mortgage to do your rate research. So, you know, I think it's it's really important that you just see what's out there. If you were to become a brand new customer at another lender, what would what's their posted rate? A lot of times there's incentives for switching. And, you know, yes, there might be a discharge fee from your bank depending on, or your lender, depending on what your terms and conditions are, but do your research, figure that out. You know, when you get that letter, you have typically 120 days. So that's four months to figure this out. So I think as soon as you get that letter, that is really your, at least that's how it works here in Canada. You know, there, the, your lender is supposed to be sending that out at least at that time frame. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe even Take a second after listening to this and see when is that date, when is that mortgage renewal date for you, even if it's three years in, in the future, and just put it on your calendar. Like go back four months from that date and just put a note in your calendar to, to say mortgage rate research and maybe even link this podcast episode to kind of refresh your memory, especially if it's a couple of years down the road. So I think it's really, really important that you understand what are other institutions offering at this time that might be attractive to you at that point in time, right? And and you'll get a good, really good idea of how much wiggle room that you do have to negotiate, which kind of leads me into the second tip, I guess if I'm handing out tips here, is usually when your mortgage lender sends out that renewal, that posted rate, so the rate that they're saying, okay, if you renew for another five years or three years or whatever the terms are, here's your rate. That's called a posted rate. Typically, that posted rate is just kind of the number that that institution wants to sell you on. And keep in mind, a bank, a lender, they're in the business of making money. And there's no shame in that. I I really have come a long way in looking at things like debt and interest rates. I really do look at them positively because if you're able to get a mortgage, maybe that's the only way you can buy a home. For many of us, that's the only way we can buy a home. We don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash laying around. At least we shouldn't. You know, that's not doing us very good if that's just sitting in a bank account somewhere not working for you. So most of us, if we're going to buy a home, we need to have 
a mortgage. And so I think there that's a wonderful thing. And a bank or a lender needs to be profitable in that in order to stay in business. They're not a charity. So if they need to charge an interest rate to, you know, be profitable so that they can offer this to more and more people, I'm all behind that. You know, I'm totally behind that. But I also believe in getting a good deal. So that posted rate is typically a negotiation point. So there is no shame or no problem with you booking a, an appointment with your bank, going in and seeing the the lender and or the institution and having that negotiation, arming yourself with what are other lenders offering at that point in time and saying to that, to your current institution, listen, I don't want to leave, but I'm getting this rate over here as a new customer. Are you willing to match it and see what they say? You know, I also will caution you. It's not always about rates because you do really need to understand that a lower rate is not necessarily the best rate. And what I mean by that is you can have a really low interest rate, but maybe your terms of repayment aren't very favorable. Like maybe you can't prepay or maybe just the terms and conditions lock you in for a little bit longer than you might want to. So I think it's just really important that to not get distracted by the shiny things like the interest rate, because the interest rate is only one piece of the puzzle, especially if you're looking at other types of mortgages, like there's all-in-one. So here in Canada, we have like all-in-one type mortgages that certain institutions offer that almost act like a line of credit where you could technically pay off that amount immediately if you, I don't know, had a good bonus at work or won the lottery, like who knows, without penalty, right? So I think it's really important to understand that if you're accepting a low interest rate, like what are some of the sacrifices that you have to make? Is it a longer term? Are you comfortable with that? Is it maybe a prepayment restriction that you're not comfortable with? So it's really understanding what that is. And then another point that I will make, and I don't know if this will happen. Of course, I don't have a crystal ball, but let's say everyone is wrong, right? Let's say that for what, you know, especially if you just renewed your mortgage or just got a brand new mortgage in the last year and a bit, and you may be locked in for five years, that's typically what majority of people do is they'll lock in that interest rate for five years. So let's say in five years from now, the world has found its mind because I feel like a lot of us have lost our damn mind the last couple of years. That's a discussion for another date. But let's just assume that everyone's wrong and interest rates don't increase at the way that they have been. And in fact, when you go to renew, maybe your rate is even lower. So my suggestion there is if your rate is lower, typically your payments end up being lower. I would suggest just keep your mortgage payments the same. You're already used to that mortgage payment. Hopefully you've done some work with cash flow. If you haven't, make sure you, you're booking in a call with me and help you find your money leaks. That can be found in the show notes. And typically I'm finding, you know, minimum $500 a month of just money leaks that clients are just essentially wasting every single month. And so by adding an extra $6,000 at the end of the year to your overall cash flow. If you think that that can make a difference in your family's life, there is no reason why you're not booking in a quick call with me to see how I can help you find that. But I think if you're, you know, your cash flow plan is working well, so you've got great cash flow in the month, 
you're already used to that mortgage payment. If your payments for some reason happen to decline when you renew your mortgage, don't lower your mortgage payment. Keep it at the same amount because you will make a little bit of an indent, a little bit of a dent on your mortgage in terms of paying off the interest and maybe paying it off a little bit sooner. Okay. So I, I think my last tip is really to, and this one for some of you might be hard to hear because a lot of you have maybe banked with the same institution for many, many years. You feel loyal to that institution. Maybe they were creative at the time when you got your mortgage initially and they really helped, helped you to get into your home at an interest rate that you could afford and you're happy with. And maybe even sometimes your mortgage lender has become a friend. And I think all of those things are wonderful. But I will tell you, they're still in the business to make money. So if you can find something better somewhere else, I want to give you the permission to break up with your lender and go somewhere else because they're not paying your mortgage. They're not paying your other bills and funding your other dreams that you might have. And for a lot of us, our mortgages are our number one expenses in our in our life. Although where I live, daycare is quite expensive. And so for some of my clients, I've been noticing their daycare bill is more than their mortgage, which is insane. But that's reality. And so if you have this big expense, which is typically people's mortgages, especially with the cost of homes nowadays, I guess my last tip is really, or this tip is really, don't be afraid to switch lenders, which does lead me into my last tip. And that is really around finding a mortgage broker. In my opinion, a broker is the way to go. Of course, I am not a mortgage broker, but I, if you are local to me, I'm happy to refer you to some lovely mortgage brokers that I know. But really the, the advantage that I believe a mortgage broker has is they have access to multiple different lenders and creative strategies. And so, you know, when you go to a, a bank, let's say you go to one of the, the big banks, their, their portfolio of mortgages is very, very, very low, right? There may be one or two options at that bank with a few different interest rate terms. And that's it. Whereas if you go with a mortgage broker, they have access to a lot more lenders and, you know, typically they're, they're really scanning to get you the most competitive rate. That's their job. And I think that there's a lot of power in that when you're not just looking at a proprietary mortgage through one of the big banks. So that would be my last tip is to really get a mortgage broker on your side to really help you find the best rate for your situation. Again, it doesn't always have to be the lowest rate, but the best rate for your situation. And actually, I do have a a final tip that just popped into my head, which I'll kind of close the loop on this because I, I did already mention it, but it's really not to leave this to the last minute. So four months before your mortgage is set to renew, I really want you to start this process. I want to give you, give you a lot of time to be able to figure out what your options are because when you run out of time, when there's only a week or two left and, and now you want to make some changes potentially, well, that new lender is going to ask you for all sorts of documentation. A lot of times it's not easy for you to find or get, especially if, it, if you're renewing around tax season. 
They might want up-to-date tax forms. So just give yourself as much time. Again, I talked about this on one of my other episodes, time currency, right? It's so valuable, especially when we're looking at, you know, interest rates and, and mortgage renewals. So give yourself as much time as you possibly can. So I hope you found some tips in here. Again, I am not a mortgage broker by any stretch of the imagination. I have owned multiple properties. I do have a mortgage. So I've currently, you know, I've done this, this whole process. And a lot of times when I'm working with clients as well, and we're looking to fund some, some big dreams that they have, we do access some of the equity that they have built into their, into their homes to do some some really cool things like wealth building and, you know, just funding some of their dreams that they may have. But that's a discussion for another day. Again, I do encourage you all, especially because I do know that a lot of you are feeling, you know, just the inflation and the interest rates, like it's a very heavy time. You know, we're, we're still not technically out of COVID. And I think that there's still a lot of fear. And so I think sometimes having a plan. I don't think. I know that having a plan is just really going to set your mind at ease. Make sure you're booking in that calendar appointment with yourself to do your mortgage rate research four months before your renewal. And again, I'm happy to help you find, you know, 500 minimum per month of inefficient cash flow. All you have to do is just book in that clarity call with me. The link is in the show notes and I am so excited to talk talk with you and chat with you. The summer energy has just really given me a lot of really awesome things to look forward to. And I hope the same is true for you as well. So I will leave it at that. I can't wait to chat with you. If you found this episode helpful, please screenshot it, throw it in your stories, tag me, and I will see you next time on the next episode of the Ditch the Budget Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye.